Brandon Ingram's back. Trey Murphy gets a bunch of minutes. And the Pelicans get a win? Is this the best day ever? Let's talk about it in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube as well. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Wednesday, big Pelicans victory. Brandon Ingram plays, more importantly maybe than that, Trey Murphy finally plays and they get a win. Those are three awesome things right there. We're going to talk about it all in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms five days a week, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. Trade deadline stuff? Go watch the show on CJ McCollum. We're due for a Zion update. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. I've been told it's coming this week. Maybe they just didn't want to do it on game days and we should get an update there. That's kind of a big deal. And then we're talking about how they play on the court. And there were some really good things in this win over the Detroit Pistons last night. So we're here every day. No one else is doing that. No one else certainly is free that's doing that every single day. Let's talk about it. 111-101 against the Detroit Pistons. Also, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code MBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, 111 101 over the Detroit Pistons. Pelicans snapping a four game losing streak. And all right, I dig this. This was an important victory for them. They needed to get off that side. You needed to get a win against a team that you should beat, particularly with Brandon Ingram coming back into the game. Turns out, good players, having them out there on the court and some of your top guys makes a difference, right? Brandon Ingram finished with 26 points on the night. Through the first half, he was really cooking. Anyone they kind of threw at him, he knew he could get a bucket on, and they were letting him play a lot of one-on-one an isolation style, which he's great at because he's got that mid-range game and can really get there and score and kind of find a spot in isolation that he's going to get a good shot off. And he did. Like, he was excellent. It was kind of BS at the end how they ejected him from the game after that second technical when he was just joking, not really taunting, right? Frank Jackson, a former teammate of his, clearly someone he was friends with. It was his second tech. He got ejected. It was... It was garbage. It was stupid. And I'm glad that didn't end up being a big story from the game. We can all kind of laugh about it now and be slightly annoyed and not furious that the Pelicans lost because of some BS from the referees. Frank Jackson, when he's shooting that technical, by the way, is just like contain trying to contain his laughter because if he laughs too loud and the refs hear it, maybe like, oh, nothing really did happen. And this is this wasn't a big deal whatsoever. So I'm glad that it didn't end up costing New Orleans really anything at all. But he was good in this one, right? Like, he did his thing. He went out and he played. He dished out four assists, three rebounds. He made his three. He got to the line a bunch. Seven of nine from the free throw line. The Pelicans good at hitting their free throws in this one. 25 of 28. And 
you know, that's that's kind of the, the biggest story, I think. He was back. That was an important thing. You saw the Pelicans go with Jackson Hayes at the four again, starting alongside Jonas Valanciunas, being able to be a little bit more instinctual, taking some stuff off of the, his plate and not having him kind of be the focal point when he's that center of setting screens, trying to be the role man. Let him work off ball and try and find some room. And mixed results, right? He didn't have as big of a game in this one as he did the other night on um, in their loss. Um, but he was still effective. Six points on the night, seven rebounds, two assists, three of five, went 0 for 2. You know, the big thing with him is going to be rebounding and try and get to the line a little bit. Didn't really do the, it didn't get a free throw attempt in this one, but you're seeing some solid play from him. Again, I don't know if you can run him at the four significantly. Maybe it's just a Cleveland Cavaliers thing where he really excels in that, but I like that they at least are trying it. You know, this wasn't a super big lineup to kind of go against. You didn't need to do it like you did against the Cavaliers, but I'm glad the Pelicans at least attempted to go with that. But honestly, the reason they won this game was not Brandon Ingram being back necessarily. That like certainly helps things, right? It was the bench. You had four guys score double figures from the bench. Trey Murphy, uh, Jose Alvarado, Billy Hernan Gomez, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Four guys off the bench pushing this lead and helping get the Pelicans a victory. That's a really important thing. And Trey Murphy getting minutes is huge, right? Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. All right, Pelicans fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. It's super easy. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. You're not going against other players. You're not going against guys that have a wall of monitors that are running algorithms to find undervalued guys and things like that. You see what you need to beat. It's as simple as that, and you get to put your sports knowledge to the test, and it's easy, right? Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So use their award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play, and they have any prop you can think of. Points scored, rebounds, steals if you're a Herb Jones fan, and they allow mixed sports entries. So if you want to get in on the Super Bowl action alongside the Pelicans, you can do that. And PricePix doesn't offer just NBA. They have options for college basketball. You know, you can get soccer, MLB when they're going to play again, MMA, whatever it is. Tons of mixed entries if you want. And so for a limited time, PricePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our listeners. Locked on Pelicans listeners get $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. That's it. But you've got to use the promo code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use the promo code NBA for $50 free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. Download the app. Go give it a try and use the promo code NBA. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by TurboTax. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting. We all have unique lives, whether you've invested in crypto for the first time this year, own an up-and-coming small business, you're raising a bunch of kids, or maybe you host a podcast. 
Luckily, TurboTax Live has experts who can answer your tax questions, walk you through the whole process, or even do your taxes for you from start to finish. They help you get every deduction you deserve, no matter your unique situation. And you can talk to a TurboTax Live expert through your phone or computer without ever leaving your house. TurboTax Live experts are here to help you however you need. And if you need an extra hand, hand your taxes off to them and they will do it all for you. To TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes. Into it, TurboTax Live. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen. Now, the NBA trade deadline, less than 10 days away, Thursday, February 10th at 2 p.m. Central. And the Locked On NBA podcast is going to be covering it live from 1 to 3 p.m. Central. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, who's about to record Locked On NBA with, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to get analysis of every blockbuster move. If a deal goes down, the host of that show is going to be on there to talk about it. Before I record anything for Locked On Pelicans, I'm going to on our live show if a deal gets done. So subscribe to Locked On, uh, the Locked On NBA YouTube channel and turn on your notifications so you know when the show is live. All right, we're talking about the Pelicans' 111-101 win over the Detroit Pistons. Pelicans getting off a four-game losing streak, getting a much-needed win, and they get Brandon Ingram back. And the bench played well. Like, yes, I'm, I'm very excited about this one. And these guys played really well. Four guys in double figures. You had Billy Hernan Gomez with a cool 11 points. He was great, helping push the lead. Effective a night after not being too effective. You know he can go out there and get you some points if the matchup is right. You also had Jose Alvarado score 10 points, 6 assists too. And be, particularly in the second half, where New Orleans really rebounded. I hate to use that word with this, right? They gave up a ton of points in the first and it held the Detroit Pistons to 36 points after in the second half after giving up 65 in the first. They then themselves went out and scored just enough to really go out and get this victory. This was in part because of Jose Alvarado being kind of the energy for the Pelicans in the third quarter when they were down 15 and this game was getting away from them. He went out played really solid defense, and just made the right decisions offensively. That's what this dude does. It's not, the offense is never going to be flashy, and he's not a great three-point shooter right now, though he hit two threes, two of four, right? The six assists is him just making the right play and being pretty smart. He had one in particular where he dished an assist to Billy, where he got a rebound, did a little hesitation move, took a step back to draw the defender away from the basket by like a foot. That was all the space he needed to be able to dump the ball off to Billy Hernan Gomez down low, who then went and scored. Little things like that, that's kind of veteran craftiness that you're seeing from him, making the right play without being too flashy. It's just kind of what he does. Whenever he gets, you know, offense in terms of scoring, that's a little bit lanyap with him because you know you're going to get the pesky defense. You know he's going to provide the energy and be willing to play in transition and push things. He did that in this one, and that was a really important part of why the Pelicans managed to kind of get back into this one. Then you had Nikhil, right? He has been playing differently. He, he's on a stretch here of pretty good basketball. Not great basketball, not amazing basketball, but like solidly above average, however you want to quantify that. 14 points on the night, 5 of 11 shooting, 2 of 6 from 3, got to the line three times, made two of them, 2 assists, 2 steals, the 4 turnovers are not good, that's why I'm not saying he's playing amazing. But he played smarter, right? Like he, he played more... 
there was more recognition in his game, I think, in this one. We've seen him play downhill more, try and drive, and try and create for others. You've seen his assist numbers tick up over the past handful of games. This one, the assist numbers were down, but he recognized what was going on and realized that they were switching bigs onto him, and he was better than those guys. And he could get past those guys, and he could score at the rim against those guys. And so he decided, realizing that the move was not to try and pass out of that, was to use his athleticism and his speed to beat these guys and go get some buckets or get fouled and go to the line. And he did that. I like that he realized he had an advantage and was able to mix up his game and had the recognition to do so because this isn't how he's been playing entirely. The downhill part certainly is, but he'd been looking to pass. Here you saw him with a lefty layup. You saw him score with his right hand too, primarily. And that's what you want to see from him, recognizing where he has an advantage versus the defense and then pushing that advantage and using that advantage. They needed that from him. At a time when the Pelicans really struggled offensively, right? And again, not a great three-point shooting night. 28.6%, 8 of 28 shooting. Him trying to score in other ways is really useful. And not just trying to shoot the three ball like he's fallen in love with at times and that's all that he's done. But he had the recognition to realize that he had a favorable matchup in this and he took advantage of it. That is a good quality to have in a player. Again, I'm not getting too excited about him just yet. If it was a trade for C.J. McCollum and one of Nikhil or Jackson Hayes is going in that deal, I'm probably more inclined to put Nikhil in there. But he's playing well right now. Not well. You get what I'm saying, right? He's playing better than he was before. And I like that he was able to mix up how he played to be the right kind of style. And that adaptability is something that I like out of him. I like that he can play both ways, too. I like it when we don't need to talk too much about him because he's just going out and playing good enough basketball and not making mistakes and kind of tanking this team, which he had been doing when he's getting four or five assists, but only scoring eight points and not taking as many shots. I'm cool with that. It's not flashy. It's not something we're going to like scream about on the show, but it helps the team win. But he recognized how he could best help the team win differently in this one. And then he went out and he did it. Yes. Good for you, Nikhil. And then, and then finally, Finally, we have peer pressured Willie Green into it enough after the game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Trey Murphy, say it with me, you guys. Say it with me. 14 minutes, 37 seconds. Oh, hell yeah. That number isn't high, but it's significantly higher than what he had been doing. And they stuck with him, right? He started the game shooting kind of poorly. You know, he was one of four. He finished two of five. But they kept him in there, and you actually saw him out there closing the game in a, a close matchup. That says something about him and Willie Green, right? Willie Green, who had not been playing him. And as we talked about in yesterday's show, where we dedicated some time to this, Willie is willing to play a second-round guy and start him in Herb Jones. He's willing to play an undrafted two-way guy almost 19 minutes per game in Jose Alvarado. Why has he not been willing to play Trey Murphy? And that must speak to something about Trey Murphy and not Willie Green just only loving Garrett Temple. He kind of does love Garrett Temple and I don't get it. But he put Trey in there and Trey played well. He, again, the shot wasn't amazing, but two of five from three is pretty good. 
He also got to the line. He tried to do more than just be a three-point shooter. Six free throws, and he made them all. Five rebounds as well, including a couple of big ones down the stretch. This is a guy who Willa Green, after the game, said he just played very decisively. Got the ball, decided he was going to shoot. He also had a big three late in the fourth, too, in clutch time, crunch time for New Orleans. When he got the ball, he decided he was going to shoot. And then other times, he just tried to rebound, and that's it. You don't need him to do much more than that. And so this, hopefully, hopefully, is going to be a little bit of a changing of the guard or of the wing where Garrett Temple starts to see his minutes wind down and Trey Murphy start to ramp up. Again, they're they're both not great yet, right? But at least one of them has upside. Garrett Temple was 0 for 3 in this game. He wasn't good. Not good defense either. There's no need to keep playing him and it should be time for Trey Murphy and I'm glad that not only did we see him in this game but we saw him in key moments of this game and he gave you enough shooting he delivered enough on other parts of the game yes finally we need to see more of him going forward and less of Garrett Temple all right coming up let's talk a little bit about Herb Jones who's got some uh plans now during the All-Star weekend so that's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans before we get to that though today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar it's the new year so that means new year's resolutions and if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier make sure you include Built Bar in your plan Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar maybe even better than a candy bar and Built Bar makes it easy to stick to your resolution because these things taste so good you're going to want to eat them unlike other protein bars which can be chalky waxy dry you need to drink a bottle of water I've had some that are super metallic and it's awful you want to eat healthy right but that king cake's right there and it's so good and you're craving something like that I deal with this problem on like a daily basis. And instead of the king cake, I'll go for the built bars because those taste amazing. They taste like a candy bar and it kind of satisfies that craving that I have. And it's going to help me stick to my New Year's resolution of trying to eat healthier and not as much sugar and things like that. And because built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, it's going to kind of get you that fix. So most built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a slice of king cake. The sugar content in the king cake, way higher. And the carbs, too, are going to be like insanely up there. You don't want to deal with that. Grab the Built Bar. They're much better for you. So keep a couple of with you. Put them next to the King Cake so you go for them instead of that. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Right now at my house, I have the Raspberry Cheesecake that is covered in white chocolate along with the Coconut Brownie Chunk. You won't even believe that these things are good for you. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at Built.com. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms five days a week. No paywall or anything like that, completely free. Breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Now for your second listen, kind of key offseason for the Saints, right? Who's the QB? Who's going to be the coach? Ross Jackson's breaking down everything black and gold over at the Locked On Saints podcast. Make him your second listen today. All right, so we're just gone over the Pelicans' 111-101 win over the Detroit Pistons. B.I. back, that's a good thing. Trey Murphy finally getting minutes. Oh, they needed that so bad. And the bench really, really helping out in this one. But you saw a guy 
in Herb Jones kind of struggle a little bit. 6.7 boards, that's good, but the fouls were there. They The refs gave him like a very, very unfriendly whistle in this one. But he's getting some, some accolades. You're going to see him over All-Star Weekend. B.I.'s not going to make the All-Star team. But Herb Jones has been named to the All-Stars Clorox Rising Stars game. It's going to be February 18th in Cleveland, part of NBA All-Star 2022. It's going to be televised on TNT at 8 p.m. Central. This is a pretty fun game usually. These guys just go out and play hard and try and score a ton of points, but they're doing it differently this year. It's going to be a mini tournament, including three teams uh, between, or sorry, including th- it's three games between four teams of rookies and sophomores, and they're also including players from the NBA G League Ignite, and this is pretty cool. There's going to be 12 rookies, 12 sophomores, plus four NBA G League Ignite players broken down into four teams, and they're going to play a mini tournament. All right, I love this. This is pretty fun. If you're a player in this, you want to be on Herb Jones's team so badly, you don't normally play defense in this. These guys go out and they shoot from like 38 feet. They just rip shots and try and have some fun. You think Herb Jones is going to let you do that? If Herb Jones is guarding you, you're not going to be able to show yourself off. You're not going to be able to take some of those circus shots. You're not going to have a free lane to the basket to go throw down a ridiculous dunk. You're not. Herb Jones is going to try and wrap you up and stop you and play defense. So you can bet of all the players that are invited to this, they want to be on the same team as Herb Jones so that they don't have to be guarded by him and that they can go and do their thing offensively and show out. That's a it's a big compliment, I think, in a way. And it's going to be fun to see some Pelicans representation there. And it's going to be a chance for Herb Jones if he does lock some of these guys up. Imagine this game and what Twitter's going to look like when all these dudes are just joking around and Herb Jones is locked in, you know, not showing any emotion and playing real defense on these dudes. That's a way to kind of make a name for yourself. And I think that's a great opportunity for him. So it's going to be nice to see him have the chance to play in this and, uh, We'll be betting on his team, I think. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. Maybe a Zion update tomorrow. We'll see. They're not playing. Maybe that kind of helps things, and it doesn't mean that Willie Green has to like talk about it. Now, for your second listen, go check out Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. It's free and available on all platforms, especially with the Super Bowl coming up. Get the inside scoop on what you want to bet on for everything when it comes to the big game. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow, probably to talk some more trade deadline stuff and hopefully get into Zion update as well.